1: Talent to make this shit up.
0: Here's Kev Nash DJ Killer Kev.
1: You can't make this up podcast. 99.
0: 99. Nine.
1: Wow.
0: wow. We out here, man. That's, that's we really about to have hundred pods. Wow. wow. top it up for the You Can't Make This Up <laughs> Podcast. That's crazy. Yeah, man. For real. That's, that's really crazy. 99 <laughs> so, solid up, I mean. Full hour episode.
1: Yeah, man. For your enjoyment. For your listening pleasure. (laughs) You in a car. You got a uh, trip. You stuck at the airport. You can go back and listen to the podcast. Rock out with your boys, man.
0: Definitely. Definitely.
1: Killer. We got a lot to talk about, man. In a short amount of time, man. First of all, happy Easter, sir. Happy
0: Easter to you as well.
1: As my wife called us, uh, we some heathens for uh, (laughs) coming to do our podcast on Easter Sunday. Yeah, I pulled up to the parking lot. I was like... Ghost town, bro.
0: Oh, it really is. I forgot it's Easter like I would not even I'm, it's podcast it's Sunday to me, so I'm, I'm just in my normal Sunday flow,
1: so. yeah, man we gonna watch church on the computer when we get home, yeah. so
0: my wife's talking about going to uh, some of those uh what's it called Christian life center okay. they got a whole bunch of different times today. she talked about taking the kids out my mom swung by, she always buying Easter dresses. she has been for the last you know eight of their you know my oldest being ten, mm-hmm. and uh this year she was talking about not doing it. And they hit her up on the Saturday morning like, Nina, where's my Easter dress? Because they got dun, some dun. spring pictures on Tuesday, too, at school. So they're trying to, try to hit that two-for-one.
1: Hey, got to, so, man. <laughs> got to be got fresh, man. fresh, yeah, man. But, man, let's jump into these topics, bro. Yeah. Friday night. Man. Schuster Center, Dayton, Ohio. Yeah. Platinum Comedy Tour, yeah. Mike Epps, D. Ray Davis, the legendary George Wallace. Yeah, I hit you up last minute see if you wanted some tickets. <laughs>
0: yeah, and, it, and my life has been in a, a rush to you know I'm buying I'm popping tags for this TV appearance on Thursday. So <laughs> <laughs> running DVRs, running around getting stuff. Had to get some new some new walking kicks to make sure. I okay, can, you know, got you know, they got to take care of your feet when you're walking around a golf course all day. Hey. So. And I even splurged on some $15 socks. Fuck. Oh, watch out. It's Masters Week. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yes, a dope comedy show came to the city, man. Uh, a show that really doesn't come to the city like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? At that type of venue. Right. You know, we get, we get, obviously, we have our date and funny bone where we get, uh, shoot, we did had... have. Um, Kevin Hart at the Dayton Funny mm-hmm. Bone. He's been here at this uh, Nutter Center. Of course, we get Tone Rock, we get Earthquake, we get mm-hmm. the brand name comedians, but yeah. they're at the Funny Bone, exactly. Not at our "quote unquote" most plush, yeah, nicest venue, yeah, man. The new. and you wonder <laughs> why niggas acted a
0: fool, bro. Yeah, man. I um, so I wake up. Well, that well that evening, when you sent me that text. And I'm running around. I see the text. You know how you type the text, send it, put the phone, whatever you're doing, back to what you're doing. Right. So a couple of hours pass, and I'm doing something, and I look at my text, and it's just there, never sent.
1: Right, just sitting there. And late. I'm like,
0: oh, he definitely knows it's too late now, but I still <laughs> want to send this. Right. So, you know, sit there, your text, and uh, chill out that evening, thinking about, man, I should have went to that show. Because, <laughs> like you say, it's. It's one thing, you like, most of the time when the opportunities come, it involves driving to Columbus or mm-hmm. driving to Cincinnati. And when it hits day in, it's like, it's right in your back door. Everybody lived 15 minutes from downtown. And right. It ain't no big hassle. But, you know, with, with the schedule and my wife's sister came in town, it just got crazy to where I couldn't do it. So but woke up in the morning, man, and saw that footage, and it was like, is this really a fight fight? And then I'm thinking to myself, where's the security? But then, has I, has I said that, I know for a fact that my mom's uh, former co-worker's son, who is probably young 20s, he is one of the security guys at the Schuster. Buck 30, you know, (laughs) six foot, you know, he's a tall guy, but he ain't, you know, he's more so, I saw Tommy Owens post a video talking about how, you know, kind of. Not not placing blame, but saying they should want has an establishment to have security that's really security, and not Mm -hmm. seventeen year olds or out of high school kids that's there to watch a monitor and you make a phone call if they need to. So it seemed like the security issue played a big role in 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 the longevity of the fight. You know, yeah, yeah, (laughs) it wasn't gonna stop
1: nothing. Big problems, big problems popped off. So basically, this is my experience with it. Um, obviously, I had to work the club. Mm. So, you know, hooked the wifey up with some tickets. Her and her girls going to go to the show. Have a good time. whoop dee whoop whoop dee whoop She down there enjoying the show. She texted me like, yo, George Wallace, super funny. Next time we go to Vegas, uh, we should go check out his residency. Yeah. I'm like, bet, for sure. We can do that. Now, I'm about to go backstage for the meet and greet. Faith just hit me up. I'm like, cool. You know what I'm saying? Get a pic. Enjoy yourself. All right, cool. Get another text. Sound like they fighting outside. I'm like, what? So I call, like, uh, fighting? What do you mean, fighting? Where are you? You're not about to fight, are you? No, I'm in the back, back. Like, well, stay back there until it's over. Right. So she hits me up on the way home, I'm like, yeah, them niggas definitely was fighting. It was blood everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, God damn. Yeah. So at that point, that's when the rumbling started, you know. So I get home, whatever, whatever, shut it down for the night. Go work out in the morning and we uh getting our customary uh treat for working out on a Saturday from Bob Evans. <laughs> Wifey say, Oh shit. <laughs> she found the footage. Mm-hmm. It was despicable, man. Yeah. Like it was it wasn't like no one on one shit. It wasn't just like no couple versus couple. It was a full on brawl. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It, it was like a, a
0: team versus a team. Yeah, a crew versus <laughs> crew. It was
1: men, women, just a dude was already on the ground, looked like he was knocked out, getting stomped out. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? It's, it was just bad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's no other way around it to say it was bad. And first thing that came to my, mouth, my mind, niggas gonna nig, man. Mm-hmm. Niggas gonna nig, man. And you they wonder are. why certain things don't come to the city. Mm-hmm. You wonder why motherfuckers be like, no, I'm straight. You, you wonder, wonder why, why they pushed us
0: out of downtown. With, it, with a lot of clubs that we had down there, you know, yeah. in the early part of my career, you know, most of the work was close to downtown, yeah. you know, now it's, you know, suburb after suburb. Yeah. Pushing you out. You wonder why. And you <laughs>
1: wonder why. And you know what? I, I say this all the time, man. And we have to be very touchy about how, you know what I'm saying? We talk about police because I, I try my best to see both, both sides, man. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, they treat us like dogs and they kill us. And then we always want to get upset about it, but you know they got families too. Yeah. And this is that this, this gives them ammunition—no pun intended—to do the things they do. Right. Because they see you acting like this, they're
0: terrified. Yeah. It gives you. It gives them the gives ammunition you, to be f- fearful of. Yeah. Something that they really probably just don't understand. Yeah. But they got that gun. They got that security blanket. And that, and, that, and pulling that makes them feel safe. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Bottom line. <laughs> because
1: you acting like this. Yeah. Them saying, like, they act like this. They all act like this. They crazy. They wild. They don't know how to behave. Exhibit A. hmm You know what I'm saying? You acting like a fucking fool. Yeah. So I really want to transition it to the lives that went on Facebook. Yeah. And I'll say this, man. I, I'm not the biggest uh social media head out there. Uh, definitely not the biggest uh live Instagram live man in the world mm-hmm. but it, I, <laughs> this is where my ignorance takes over <laughs> yeah I got something to say <laughs> so Mary Mary from Trotwood your hometown went live on Instagram uh-huh. I mean not Instagram on Facebook with uh, our own Faith Daniels talking about what happened it was just you know, at first I'm watching and, you know what I'm saying, enjoying the conversation, but then I started reading the
0: comments. Yeah. <laughs> and that thing, I saw it had like 1,700 views. Yeah, jumping. Uh, yeah, jumping. Jumping. Jumping.
1: But uh, th- th- I saw the one comment about the
0: potholes. <laughs> the yeah. <truth. laughs> yeah, that was a, I had to show the wife that I said, look at look at, look, look at the mayor. Mm. The mayor done, you know, hit him with the, we will if you want to address that topic, you know, come on yeah. down to the meeting.
1: Oh, God. sign,
0: sign the mayor. Right, <laughs> that
1: shit was hilarious, man. Yeah. But you said you had a viewpoint, though.
0: Yeah, I just really, man. Like, I find myself, I wonder. You talking about the live going live mm-hmm. in situations where something like that jump off. You know, somebody is gonna try to see. Not, not so much sees the opportunity but they just are physically trained to like broadcast yeah. you know like the world like i can put this on live i can put this on world star like it's just something that crosses your mind instead of like hey i could help stop this i could help i could get out of here you know whatever people want that footage and want them views and want that cuz they see so much they see somebody that came from nothing and now they world star famous or yeah, they youtube famous everybody chasing it so but what I was gonna say is, I I wonder if I was ever in that situation, you know, what's my first reach? Is it get up out of here? Is it do I really want to like? I'm not the kind that's gonna like record and be all up in it and then, ah, you know, all that. But at the same time, it's like it's it's a lot of good views from the DJ booth most of the time, <laughs> so got good angles up there. But you know, I on some serious people. People tackle that instead of really tackling what's happening. People tackle the the, the opportunity to. To, you broadcast, know, to broadcast, yeah, video and, 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 and put something up, and then you know what? What for me? What that leads to is like that morning. I'm watching the footage, and of course, the first thing you do is open them comments and scroll through because you want to see what the you know what the what the commentary is. Yeah. So you're going through, and like I'm seeing stuff. Like at first, it seemed like it was some out of town, like yeah. might S people or people that weren't from here and people that were from here, yeah. and you know so. Those type of things like, can't really be avoided, but at the same time, having it broadcast now is gonna put a light on black events yeah. at the Schuster, you know. And it's like people don't think about after you post that, and when you get when you get that laugh, or you feel like you caught that moment, like you 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 can catch the moment, good or bad. You yeah, know? absolutely, man. And, you know,
1: honestly, man, I hope the police look the footage and find. The niggas, because yeah. that's what they was. Because the at niggas. one point,
0: yeah, it, was, it seemed they like was it was it. over. And Man, it started right back up. I probably saw it on the 12, 12 connects. Yeah. You know, it was just... Eh, eh, eh.
1: What did you think about uh, what Tommy said about the Schuster?
0: Well, I feel like, you know, as a DJ especially, you you, you can go places, different you know venues across Ohio or wherever you DJ at. You can go places to where... You can see security that's been doing security, and you can see security that's just kind of hired. You know, yeah. like I've seen, I've seen, the, I've done the gigs at. You know, not to put a bad light on anything, but I've done gigs at you know, a party room or something or a union hall. Yeah. And then you got the cousin who was just six three and big, looked like, security. and put on a black T-shirt and gonna work the door, but really his day job is, you know trash man or you know like you know what i'm saying he ain't computer data exactly like he's not the security guy like i've I've been in those things where it's like man one person come in here you know unpadded or un you know searched because he's so-and-so's boy and that's your boy and all y'all good because i know him but then most of the time in situations where it's a group of guys somebody can make a decision that friends got to either roll with you yeah or get up out of there you yeah. know <laughs> so all that just comes into it man i feel like i feel like people just need to really tom t- tommy said to me like one thing that he said that made sense though was that people need to like want to protect the things that they're investing in mm-hmm. so for as an establishment to you know not have they, they should want to secure any event at anything because of the times that we live in i mean we've seen clubs and you know, group of people settings have it have attacks and have you know harm brought to them. So has has a you know I'm assuming a, a pretty good business. I mean, it's one of the poppiest venues in the city, and mm-hmm. it does a lot of you know anything from Lion King to weddings to you know all types of yeah. city events. I see there, you know, top 50 or top 10 African American you know dinners and yeah. all, all kinds of things there. And it just has a venue, man. You should want to protect that, and that's kind of what I got from that. Tommy was talking about how. They don't really have security that's really security. It's a, you know, a job title for somebody that's 17 or 18 years old that sits there, answer the phone and make sure nobody's, you know, breaking something in the bathroom or, you know, like they're not really there to really protect. Right. They're, they're not trained to protect. So I, I, I understand what he's saying.
1: But, you know, I think when you bring up stuff like that, talk about, oh, well, they, they needed security. I think it's a lot of blame shifting. Oh, absolutely. I think, it. It yes, they should have better security, and the promoter and the venue should work together in getting the adequate security that they need for whatever event they're going to mm-hmm. have. But to nope. say the Schuster should be held responsible is just, yeah. just off base. Yeah. I just think, what about self-accountability? Yeah, You know what I'm saying? The, the problem isn't them not having security. The problem is the people who... Causing a ruckus, yeah. causing a fight. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I don't. I'm not sure how many people hold in the Schuster Center, but let's just say it's a thousand holds a thousand people, and out of that thousand, it was twenty people fighting. You know what I'm saying? That's a small percentage. Mm-hmm. So those people are the problem. Exactly. That's the problem. Yeah. Now, what are we gonna do to combat the problem? Is a different thing. the The situation is you coming in there you you smoking weed in the bathroom you sneaking in bottles mm-hmm. you're smoking weed as the show is going on that's the problem the lack
0: of respect lack for any, of respect for anything for yourself yeah.
1: <laughs> for the venue and the thinking like oh yeah this is gonna come back mm-hmm. no because a promoter is gonna be like man it took forever for it to sell out. Why would I? Why would I wait for the walk-up crowd? Because that's what Dayton is—a yeah. huge walk-up crowd. Why don't I just go take it to Cleveland, Cincinnati, and Columbus, yeah. where I sell out weeks in advance exactly. and know I'm getting my bag and we Gucci, as opposed to biting my nails until day of, mm-hmm. and then a situation like this happens where you're gonna have to come out the pocket because I'm sure there's language in the contract between, like, if something breaks y'all got to pay for it. If blood on the carpet, y'all got to pay for it. Right. Like, it's all types of shit that happens. But the crux of it is, is these individuals are the problem. Not yeah. just Houston Center not having security. These people are the problem. Right. And the way they
0: behave, that's the problem. Exactly. And even when drama used to happen, whatever happened to, like, the whole let's take it outside? Like oh, cats, man. Cats used to really take it outside. Yeah. <laughs> now it's just on site. Yeah. It's just, you know... I saw on um, the one of the, one of the lives that I saw. It was like you know, you know, dude was like, man, a lot of snitching in the city, you know, and people, people are really living a lifestyle that they ain't really built for, right? You know, cause cause if if you gonna put your family and yourself at risk doing a lifestyle, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. But then you you bring certain energy just to yourself, you know, people people like will be uncomfortable now going to any type of, to support any type of group gathering of niggas. Right. Just because now, if you say 20 individuals, and 10 of them could not even have been from here. Right. But 20 individuals can change how a community supports, how a community, you know, wants to be around. Right. You know, it just, it it, it really is sad, man. It's just sad that people can't just respect, Have enough respect to where, you know, what happened to, you know, like you see somebody coming to the door. I always open the door for whoever, you know, and it ain't even about like I'm trying to serve you or it's just just how I was brought up. And and I care about a person enough to see a grandma crossing the street. And if you need some help, I'm going to help you. Right. Just because you're a grandma, period. Right. You've you earned the respect because you are a grandma. Or <laughs> shit, even if people or, yeah, that dog. you hold the yeah, door yeah. for
1: and they don't say shit. Exactly, yeah. That you they just take it and you keep on pushing. My wife is notorious for saying thank you. Oh yeah. Loud as hell when they don't say that. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah, thank you. No. Nah. Yeah, you damn right you sorry.
0: Yeah, yeah. Get some fucking manners about yourself. I always give them that hard laugh that
1: <laughs> <laughs> yep. out of nowhere. Yeah, loud and obnoxious. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. But we talking about that whole fight, man. Yeah. When's the last time you been in a fist fight? Think about that. Because yeah. I thought about that when I was driving in. When I was like, man, we got to talk about this, this nigga shit. Right. And I
0: was like, damn, what the last time I've been in, in an actual fight? <laughs> you know what's funny? I've only been probably in five, four or five fist fights in my life. And three of the five was in a nine-week period in basic training. So, my, of course, my my last fight was in the military. Because <laughs> um, I've never been, I don't know, I've never been a confrontational dude. I've never, even if, if, you know, we've all been on the basketball court where somebody just don't think they deserve to be touched. Right. You know, and then it leads to, nigga, what up? Yeah, I've had <laughs> so those. So, you've all had those. But like, I, I've i always been, a, been just cool and respected people. Right. You know, no matter what you did, if it was my thing or not, you know, I'll come sit down and watch you do it. If I got the time or I'm chilling and, you know, I've always just been cool with people. So I never really had problems come my way. But in the military, man, it was a, a whole bunch of, you know, I went to an all-male basic training. So you got 55 guys sleeping in a the spot. They all strangers. They mm-hmm. all from somewhere. All right. They all feel like they something, you I know. I was the man <laughs> my block yeah, so you had a lot of that going on. And then, you know, for me, it was just the person that, you know, took my maybe – leadership as authority you know i'm trying to like run the show instead of just trying to help out you know and it led to you know a late night flip he flipped me out of my top bunk in the middle of the night Ooh. landed on that uh cold tile yeah smack. oh oh in the morning we had it now okay <laughs> let me so, wake up so yeah i got in a little trouble for that though because uh i'm the one that like you know somebody try to hold me back, you getting hip tossed too. Like I'm I'm gonna do, keep going until I'm finished, type of shit. So that was my last fight. But I you know, I stay away from those to be honest. And it's yeah. not it's just more so like, it's i I'm not gonna let nobody punk me or not let nobody like, you know, feel like they they can they own they have ownership of me, you know, in any way. But yeah. at the same time, I can talk to you and say, you know, what you did was fucked up and we ain't necessarily gotta go to these blows. But I don't have to say that to you. Like I can I can wiggle through that and yeah. get my point across without being ignorant.
1: You know, right, right, so. right. Shoot for me, last fight. Well, <laughs> okay, so at a little stage in my life, I had a little temper. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't got it, I don't necessarily call them fights. I got it to, you know what I'm saying? I hit somebody. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh Like bat, playing basketball at the Nutter Center, me and my homie b Reds hooping, and some miscellaneous niggas. Fouling, 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 barking, barking in my homeboy face. So I just swung on him like, fuck it, let's just end this shit. Hit him. And that was it. And we bounced. And another time I was out in the bar with my older brother. We was in Cleveland or whatever. We got into like a uh, fender bender or whatever. And this dude got out the car barking at my brother. So I socked him. So I don't necessarily consider those fights. I consider that just me ending a situation. (laughs) But an actual fight. My old boy AP who listened to the podcast, he'll remember this vividly. <laughs> we're at a party. We're actually at a party on the Air Force Base. Okay. We're at a party over there. It's over the summertime at Wright State, so you know there's absolutely nothing to do. So yeah. when we heard about a party, <laughs> the last of the Mohicans that are at the school, <laughs> right. we're all there. Right. So we're there. There's some chicks we ain't never seen before. You know how that go? Oh yeah. Like oh, it's new, yeah. new meat, <laughs> new faces. Five minutes down the road. Yeah. So we in the building. We trying to do what it do, and a little, a little fight break out. And uh, you know what I'm saying? We watching, watching, and then like next thing I know, my boy AP gets stolen. And I'm like, yo,
0: we're in it now. <laughs>
1: right. So I rush, dude. And they're like, yeah. So we get up out of there or whatever. I was like, yo, nigga, what happened? I was like, what you do? Like nigga, I was watching just like you. This nigga snuffed me. <laughs> I was like, "Oh no, we can't have that." Yeah, I can't have my boy get snuffed, so I snuffed dude back. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? My boy Core was there. We put the put them hands
0: on him. So I saw. I think I got a renege there to, to talking about stopping a situation. <laughs> yeah, there was, those count. There, I gotta tell you this funny story. There was a, uh, a guy by the name of Sha Smoke. Oh, and uh, he had a you know situation with someone. And uh it was, you know, a lot of back and forth, a lot of a lot of miss, you know, miscommunication and, and maybe lies, but it got to the point where they they crossed paths. Mm. And Ron Hunter uh tells tells, you know, funny stories. You ever, you ever been around Ron Hunter yes. at the close of an evening, he'll have you cracking up. But uh he was DJing and I was talking to Ron, saying, What's up, you know, showing my respect to the DJ and then I come through. And I look over. And I see the dude kind of like him and Smoke are crossing, and they kind of shoulder hit.
1: Oh, goodness. And then
0: Smoke turn around, dude turn around, and I see dude kind of push Smoke. He's bigger than Smoke. You know, Smoke's skinny guy. Yeah. But Smoke, Smoke's quick. So he pushes him, and I see Smoke getting ready to, but I'm probably like a good 10, 15 yards away. <laughs> so I see the push, and it, it was just awesome. Like, I've known that man since I was six years old. You know, I am not going to let nothing happen to you if I can prevent it. So, I just full-blown sprint from Ron <laughs> to this dude and full-blown Ray Lewis. So I'm, I'm talking, I got up to about 12 miles an hour that, and just careened him. And then uh, we on the ground, security breaking us up, threw me out. It was uh, strip club days back in my young younger years. Hey, but man, that was bro. my last little uh, confrontation. Uh, it happened. Yeah, I had to just bust, up, bust bust it up and end it all and we out of here.
1: So. But think about it. Think about the age you were. Yeah, these motherfuckers in this video, no, yeah, they, mm-hmm. them motherfuckers is grown. <laughs> yeah, they had some kids. Yeah, grown. <laughs> they, kids, they kids probably got kids the <laughs> way, <laughs> way these niggas was going yeah. at it, man. Exactly. The moral to
0: the story is, man, grow the fuck up. People still doing what, what, you know, I got, you know, I got friends and people that I associated with, you know, back in the years when people, people probably, it's a small group in Dayton that remember Killer Keb being Kevin, mm-hmm. that dance literally from the time I got there to the time I left. I was one of them dudes on the dance floor, sweaty and been putting in work and putting chicks on my shoulders and, I mean, wilding out. Like, that was me. Like, Skano used to, when I became a DJ, one of the first things I remember is going into Club Cream as a DJ. Mm-hmm. And Skano was like, kid, you 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 DJ? bro. You was a dancing nigga forever. You know, like, just straight clown on the mic, straight clown me. So that's, uh, you know, I remember that, that time. And I was young, you know, and then people are still doing what I was doing in that time and space. And we 3540. Yeah. You know, and it's like they haven't changed, their weekends haven't changed mm-hmm. in 10, 15 years. You know, and it's like, I just can't I can't partake with you in feeling like shit till Wednesday at all. every week. At all.
1: <laughs> you know, I'm in the club heavy, man, and and things that I tell our um our staff and our part-timers that are like first time working at the club, you know what I'm saying? There's no secret, man. This club aces. As, as the owner says, we at the bottom of the map, but we had the most fun. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? He knows his crowd. You know yeah. what I'm saying? He knows what he's attracting. But to his credit, his security is good. Yeah. You get patted down four times before you even get in the motherfucker. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? He knows, you know what I'm saying, what goes down in the streets. And he has ample security. He has paid security with armed guards and people's. Always, man, well, I just got a fritz out there. Well, you getting frisked again. No, I ain't. Well, you not coming in. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? He creates a safe environment inside. We don't, we're not responsible <laughs> for what happens in, yeah. outside. I don't know about that. Exactly. But yeah. inside, I feel safe. But, you know what I'm saying? I always keep my head on the swivel. You got mm-hmm. to, man. You don't know what's going to pop off. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This person has a problem with that person. Their little scuffle rolls over to you. Somebody Throwing shit, you know, mm-hmm. just keep your head on the swivel, man. How,
0: how long have you been in this Hot 1029 world? Like, when did you start? here?
1: <sighs> man, I've been in it for a minute, but
0: Because I was going to say, a minute. We've been, I, I feel like, I, you know, before we had a friendship, you know, I still would be seeing, you know, you around yeah. doing things. And it's like when you've been around the nightlife, has more than just a patron. Yeah. You've been there. When you're at somewhere week in and week out, there are situations that, Within two minutes, could have went south. Yeah. There's situations where you're out of your control, where, you know, fight breaks out in the spot. You know, I can remember DJing at that heat spot in Huber Heights. And, you know, party going crazy. Huge establishment sounded you know, good. Party, party, party. Fight break out. Next thing you know is bullets coming through the the glass. You know, and it's like, you know. Things you can't control. Yeah, things you can't control. You know, one bad night can really ruin your establishment. Yeah, you can, wonder why
1: that there's no nightclub in Huber Heights anymore. Exactly. I mean... There's no nightclub in Fairborn. It mm-hmm. used to be a spot in Fairborn uh, that we used to hit up when we was at Wright State. No, no, no. Yeah. We should put that to, put that to bed. That's yeah. not happening. I mean, shoot. Shouts out to DJ Opeezy. Used to have a joint jumping at Don Pablo's. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, these things go on and on and on but the biggest difference between that is the people that were at don pablo's and at the hot spot Mm -hmm. and you know the spot in huber and and fairborn i'm saying those are people in the age range of 18 to 25 that's not what was at the Mm -hmm. schuster on friday night mentally yeah, yeah, yeah. Facts. That's facts. A, yeah. These people are people are of age, yeah. but they still acting like children, it's, man. So yeah, that's the biggest problem in my opinion. I just opinion.
0: feel bad for the city. I feel bad for the people that try. The people that, you know, are behind the scene organizing. Yeah, man. It's a lot, lot of hard work to lot goes lot that goes into A lot of stuff work like goes into these nights and 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 they try to bring, you know, they are kind of the I call it the assistant managers of the city. Like they get in the from the people that we want this, we ain't getting that. We we would like to have this. They're spending they hard-earned money with – And time. Yeah, and time to, to bring this to you. And then, you know, unfortunately, you know, you have too many of these and, you know, we're going to be having trapping paints in Miamisburg. Yeah, and yeah. And, and you know, like I said, it, it's, a, <laughs> right. it's a lot of
1: hard work to, to put on an event like this Mike Epps situation. You know, it's a lot easier to make the phone calls and, and lock in your Nutcrackers mm-hmm. and your uh, Lion Kings because these are plays and things that are on Broadway that are self reliant and they're home runs. Yeah, they're home runs. Exactly. Dude. Those the, things. All are they home need runs. is a
0: roof and a, some lights and a, a space to set up. And yeah, then they're gonna you're, they're gonna bring they're bringing everything. Yeah, they're, they're like, <laughs> yeah, is
1: this is what it is. Like I don't I do to see the Nutcracker several times mm-hmm. down there. It's dope. Like yep. it, I encourage everybody to go check out something at the Schuster Center. That isn't just a black event. That that little
0: mermaid with the kids—that was super dope. Just, just, just just to sit back and see production, see work, see—you know, you know—that they spent weeks, months, getting this forty-five minutes together. Yeah. Getting these sixty-five minutes of stage time to get whatever you know. But get people need to realize that you know, ain't nothing. You you ain't you ain't deserved or earned nothing. You know. You know. You have to go out and and participate. And be be respectful and all the things that make people people. Yeah, you gotta you, you can't come in here like you know because you got you know ten thousand dollars of drug money in your pocket. Yeah. you feel like a, a part of this city belongs to you. And it's like, <laughs> nah, man, like you you know not saying that was the case, but just that's just a, the, the the portrayal. You know that's yeah. how people are looking at us.
1: Yeah, so, man, it's it's wild, man. Another yeah. wild situation that came up over social media, man, was a fab. And uh, his mother of uh his two kids, yeah. Emily B. Man, a lot of rumors came out like probably like on Wednesday or Thursday about him getting arrested, him turning himself in for catching the domestic violence charge, and then the video comes out. Dump, and dump, Everything dump, dump, dump. that, that was in the, every, yes, they are the, they are a beast. <laughs> Trust me, if there was a video, they'll get it exactly. Uh, basically everything that was alleged to happen in the report happened on the video. Yeah. Some and this scary shit in there, man. I'm not even gonna front.
0: Yeah, I um, I missed uh, the 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 pre story of it. Like, I, I knew something happened with Fad that involved his baby mama mm-hmm. and some threatening. Yeah. You know, I but I didn't really get too much more than that. And then, um, you know, I'm an avid uh social media and internet searcher when I'm on the commode. <laughs> so I'm getting my my daily doses of uh, Facebook, Instagram, World Star, TMZ. You know, all the all the apps. Yeah. And I come across this video, man, and it's like. Something sharps in his hand. You hear children screaming in the background. Yeah. You see someone, you know, a father that's trying to be there for his daughter. Right. You see, a, why the hell is this man in my house? And then, you know, it's just a lot of look like, like it was going down. Yeah, you know, it looked it was like going a down.
1: very bad scene. Yeah. Um, I mean, the language that was used, the aggressiveness of fab, mm-hmm. you know, like, Obviously, I don't know for sure if he hit her. But in my opinion, just based off of that video, the way she jumped when he, when he pointed that, that at last her. Little,
0: that, that last six seconds of that video. Yeah, she jumped. And that, ah! Like yeah, she, was, she, it, it, she had done that before. See? Yeah. <laughs> and know?
1: that's that's a bad look. Yeah. You know, everybody knows me, knows I'm a huge Fab fan. I yeah. think he's a one of the dopest MCs of all time. Yeah. But, but... We can't allow that to yeah. trump a situation like this, man. At all. If you, fellas, if you got a situation that that far gone, that messed up with your girl, your baby mama, your wife, or whatever she is to you, just call it quits, man. Yeah. You Why? can't put yourself in that position. You can't put your family in that position. You can't put your kids in that position. You but do do probably. I mean, I know he got bread. Mm-hmm. But.
0: That's not a good look, man. Well, well, what something. good is bread in a six by six box? Yeah, you know? <laughs> so he,
1: it's something gonna happen. Like it's something major gonna happen. And if it's true that he hit her seven times and knocked her teeth out,
0: yeah, clank. Up. Yeah, done. He's gonna up. get locked up, man. And it's it's really people sometimes get you know the way I you know my opinion people get um, caught up in the whole alpha male thing sometimes where you gotta be the one that's the boss and in charge and running the show. Right. And some of those, you know, how you portray that energy can come, certain people gotta, you know, got something to say about it, you know, whether it's your girl or a father or a family member or whatever, people see that and they feel like they had to say something, and then your alpha your alphaness comes out, or mm. you got to be the, the boss of it all because this is your shit. Right. next thing you know you're trying to say face, you right. know it turns into more of a saving face and aI'm a man than really really being able to be like listen and be like, okay, well, maybe." You know, maybe he thought somebody was in the house that he didn't know, or you know, whatever led to the point. You know, that that doesn't matter anymore because we now have crossed into this. Yeah, we, we've you let jumped the emotions, the yeah, to really now, no matter what was going on, what got you there, what made you that angry, whether it was valid or not. You know, the portrayal is like you might beat women a little bit. You know, you might put fear in them in that regard. You yeah. know, and and that's that's gonna outweigh anything that whether it made sense or it didn't make sense, that's gonna outweigh that. So people get caught up in that and I just feel like me and my wife are excellent when we, we get in some terrible arguments, but it's never physical. Yeah. But terrible arguments to where I really can be like, mother you know, I'm out and I'm I'm leaving. But then I can leave, go get a milkshake, come <laughs> back, you know, we laughing about, you know, something on TV or, you know, we, we don't hold on to it all day. Yeah. You know, something that was bothering us or Right or indifferent, you know we might express that, but we really good about, you know letting that letting that end, removing ourselves from it, you know you have been married ten years that that walk out to the living room is what you've been waiting for, like get out of here, you know like <laughs> give me my ten minutes of quiet, you know <laughs> so shut the fuck up, <laughs> yeah, exactly so I I just hope man I hope that people you know if if you had that kind of energy man I hope you can really channel that because it, at the end of the day man people get people people don't how precious this life is man and how this freedom is and how it can be snatched from you whether it's right or whether it's right or not it can be snatched from you and you can really go through hell trying to fix it
1: yeah man i mean you think about you know i'm saying they have two little boys together or whatever and i mean she has a a daughter from a previous relationship who he's taking on as his own so Mm. that's not just him and her being affected. You know what I'm saying? It's three kids affected yeah. by this whole you gotta situation. You got to sit down and
0: have a conversation with them. You gotta yeah. Talk with her. You got to talk with, you know, or you got to just go. You know what? Yeah, like, yeah. And, and, <laughs> and shoot,
1: even even take it a step this far, farther. Like I said, she has an older daughter from a previous relationship. You know what I'm saying? What about her father yeah like yo bruh. Yeah, <laughs> like now, yo yeah. my daughter in this house too now you got to deal with him exactly obviously her uh father and brother and uh
0: obviously the law yeah <laughs> the, 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 this could have been been about stop opening my mail yeah and, and now we on this you know what I'm saying like that's how it can snowball into something so much bigger than really what what brought this energy to it you know instead of just addressing that my bad People don't want to say sorry. People don't want to say my bad. You too good to, to mess up. Like, yeah, we all human, and ain't nobody batting a hundred. You know, <laughs> so right. everybody done made a mistake or two in their life. So, you know, this is a mistake. But you know, I think a lot of that stuff can be prevented by just how people address people, man.
1: Yeah, man, it's, it's a, sad, it's oh, man. Sad, man. This, this
0: can really, you know, Fab. When I when I think about summertimes in my in my youth. Woo. And riding her down the berg, Fab Mm -hmm. was one of them artists, Mm -hmm. I'm telling
1: you. Mm -hmm. I can't deny it. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. man. And that's another thing we can't do. We can't allow our fandom and us. Man, I know Fab. Mm -hmm. No, you don't. You don't know this nigga. I don't know this nigga. I know this nigga for rapping dope bars, being witty, being a very fashionable dude. But I don't know this nigga. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? I know Fab. I don't know John Jackson. Yeah. Because that's who he really is. <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm saying? That's who he really is. He really he ain't F-A-B-O-L-O-U-S. No. That nigga John Jackson. I know Fab. I don't know John Jackson. John Jackson could be a fucking psychopath. Exactly. And from the looks of this video, he's headed towards that way. Yeah. Chris. And that's my man. So rock yeah. with him. But at, at the end of the day, man, I really don't fuck with Chris Brown mm-hmm. after what happened with him and Rihanna. And... It, If this is proven to be true, man, I got to fall back from one of my favorite MCs of all time, man. It's just that simple.
0: I got to thank you for this layup, but he woke up in Chris Brown's body.
1: (laughs) I've seen the media, bro. (laughs) It's so fucked up, man. But that's how fast social media is, man. I see this head on Ike Turner's body. (laughs) Like, damn, anime. It's it's quick. Internet don't lose. Ever, ever, man. Yo, I was thinking about this. I don't know how it popped up on my head, man. First memories. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, what's some of your first memories? Like, you think yeah. back, like, man, this this is a moment that I just, some reason, I just remember it for some strange reason. I don't remember anything before that. I don't remember anything after that. Mm-hmm. It's like, I remember this, and I know I was mad young.
0: Right. I think, for me, I like, I really took this week and, and thought about this. Like, I really took the time to really think about the topics today. Hey. And then with this topic, man, I was like, some of that, to come from the many stories you hear growing up or through life where your mom got a favorite story of you losing your binky or blanky, got you know whatever and you've heard this story 10 times so it's like you feel like you was there you feel like you remember it because certain flashes of your childhood mm-hmm. you remember that object so I try not to like those stories right so for me I was probably I want to say four or five and I I can really remember as a child, we stayed on like a third floor apartment and the back of the apartment used to be a, a water park in Trotwood called the Aquatic Club. Okay. It was, a you know, had water slides, the whole shebang. We stayed in the apartments that were in front of this water park. So it was trees blocking it, but you could see enough of the water park. And I can remember as a kid stepping out on that balcony and just hearing kids playing, right? So I would throw things off of the balcony
1: <laughs> Bad ass to try to
0: get a kid to come. I was only kid. So I was only child. I was trying to get, my mom felt like I was trying to get people to come so I could just say, Hey, or talk to them. I can remember throwing things off. Well, I threw off my favorite, you know, whatever, my favorite toy, whatever it was. And as I'm looking at it falling, a cat comes, grabs it and sprints across this. And it's like a huge, you know, Kings Island type of parking lot, a huge parking lot. And it's gone. And I'm just crying. And my mom's like, "Oh, you ain't getting that back, <laughs> you know." And I just remember that like feeling of like I lost it, it's gone, and I really like, cause I'm, I would just throw it. My mom would, you know, in an hour go down there and pick it up. It was, it was the '80s, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you just leave, you know, it'll be, be there when you get outside, type of thing. And I can just remember as a child that thing. I want to say it was like a little, little like a little like raccoon that you could put your hand in and make like a puppet <laughs> out of. And I used to carry that thing around all the time, and I just think I threw it off. And that thing, plus I thought it was an animal animal, uh-huh. grabbed it, took off. <laughs> yeah, ready to go eat some cotton. God. <laughs> but that's probably, I was probably about five, four or five. So. Man, me,
1: something super vivid in my childhood. I know exactly where I was, and I know the date because I just Googled it. It was December 2nd, 1983. MTV debuts the Thriller video. I was four years old. I watched that video. I screamed. <laughs> I cried. Yeah. I ran into my room and hid in the closet. We used to live at these apartments on Euclid and Coit in East Cleveland, and uh, I, I just was terrified because I just seen Michael Jackson turn into a motherfucking werewolf. <laughs> and then I'm, I'm I'm crying. I'm trying to hold it back. And then I the month when he t- turns around. Does the one, yeah. he's a total zombie. <laughs> I, boom, took off. <laughs> and uh I just remember my mom saying, telling my brother, like, I told you we shouldn't have let him watch this video. Go get him. <laughs> like, I just I just remember that so vividly, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, shoot, I mean, you're watching the Thriller video now, man, it's still like, man, this shit looks real. Yeah. But imagine watching it for the very first time as a four-year-old. <laughs> I was scared as shit. Yeah. And I was like, I, just, I remember that. Like that's like plays in my head constantly. Like, yep. I remember that. I ran out the room so fast. And the crazy thing about it, it goes off. And my brother, you know, he's six years older than me. So he wants to see it again. Thanks goodness. MTV played it back to back. And I watched it the second time all the way through. And I still cried again, <laughs> but I just remember that shit. It's just yeah. like, wow. Like it's, it's funny. I like certain things, Sticking your head forever. Yeah,
0: and I, I got one more. It's short. My mom had this old school car, you know, with the with the with the one row seat you could just slide all the hey, way from yep. the, all the way across. And like you know, old school cars had all these issues all the time. I can remember her. We pulling in parking, and the car was like overheating, and she said, "This damn car gonna blow up." We had just pulled to the apartment. I'm like, probably five, six years old. I re- I get out the car screaming. Cause she said it was gonna blow up. So I'm thinking the car's gonna blow up. So I am get out the car. I run to the sidewalk and I'm screaming at her, Get out! Get, like, I you know I'm in a straight kid and you got like 10 seconds, MacGyver is gonna Dude, blow up. Yeah. The whole shebang. She's in the car, just probably cutting it off and looking at stuff. I'm panicking. I run upstairs, I beat on the neighbor's door. Like, my car about to blow up. I done got, like, three, four adults outside in the time that my mom trying to figure out what's wrong with her, you know, overheating, you know, radiator or something, you know, nothing that's not going to really blow up. Oh, my um, goodness. She said blow up. The whole apartment complex was out there thinking the car about to blow up because I'm like, the car about to blow up. Help my mom, you know. (laughs) All that, man. Goodness gracious. I got one more, too, man. (laughs)
1: It was, I just moved to my neighborhood uh, that I grew up in. Um. Hilton Road in Cleveland, and uh, I was probably either six or seven years old, and I'm riding my bike, like brand new to the neighborhood, yeah. brand spanking new. That first ride is terrifying. Just like ain't? ride my bike, like I'm not gonna, I'm gonna go out, have me some fun. I don't right. know nobody up here, Five, but I'm somebody. still, I'm doing something. <laughs> and I'm riding, I see these two kids on their porch. And I'm riding. You make that eye contact, and I'm riding. They gonna say something, or I'm gonna say something. They gonna say something, or I'm gonna say something. <laughs> uh, right into a fucking park car. <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> right
1: into a fucking park car, man. Nobody
0: know that kind of contact unless you were born in the 80s. Or, Dude, you know, and I get time up,
1: try to walk it off, ride my little bike back to the house. And the crazy thing about it, man, me and them are friends until this very day, man. The first people I met in my new neighborhood, mm-hmm. man. And it's just like, we're beyond friends, you know yeah. what I'm saying? We like this, man. We're exactly. basically family. So that's the. And they bring that shit up all the time. Like, nigga, where you? First of all, you ready to fuck a park car? Fuck
0: you, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got a, I got a, a Hail Mary pass to Smoke when we was kids, and he was running to catch that ball. You know, the the curb was the was the out of bounds. Yes, he's, sir. He's trying to tiptoe his feet and make this catch up to that little bit of grass you got. <laughs> and when he goes to lean forward, to catch the ball, he's in full sprint, one step, fire hydrant. Oof. Full sprint. The whole neighborhood, like, it's one of the things where everybody wasn't no laughing, and everybody went home. You know, like, <laughs> I'll see y'all tomorrow, y'all. <laughs> I had to go past Smoke to get to my house, so I had to help him. I'm the only one that had to go that way. Everybody else went the other way. So I had to go over there like.
1: Why kids <laughs> well, do shit like that? Like, I'm damn, like, I hope you are all right. I got to go. Because like, they're scared they're going to get in trouble,
0: too. Miss Smoke, I didn't do this. I had to explain the story. What happened? <laughs> I remember this
1: one kid in the neighborhood, tight jean dean. He went for a pass, much like him, Smoke did, and he, you know, the curb. He bounced off the curb, chest first, and you heard the air just come out and said oh. it was like boom. <laughs> that shit was yeah. so fucking funny, man. Kids ain't good old, shit, yeah, man. Good old Kids days. ain't
0: shit. Good old days. So
1: you was telling me, man, you was getting ready for the Masters. You got your new sneakers. You got your fifteen dollars socks. What else? Uh, what else do you need to be ready for the Masters this weekend, man?
0: Wednesday morning to come.
1: <laughs> I'm,
0: I am locked and loaded. I mean, I'm really actually proud of myself because you know this 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 came to me probably a few weeks ago. It wasn't nothing that was planned. It was just a phone call from my cousin that was like, "Uh, yeah, you know, I'm there." So it's going. I, down. I had to really, really start. You know, when you work for self, and you know, I'm a full time student, and I, I get assistance from the military, but that just helps pay the rent, the the cell phone, and the TV. That's about it. You know, right? <laughs> Got somewhere to live, but um. I really was trying to, you know, have a good experience. Don't know if I'll ever go back. You know, all those thoughts running in. and It's like, what's the budget? Yeah. Because I got blessed with this ticket that I had to pay for. I don't got to pay to get down there. I don't got to pay to stay down there. I just got to have money for the day. Yeah. So I'm like, but what's that amount? Because, you know, I can see myself wanting Masters hat this and umbrella and ball marker and, Anything golf related that it's Masters, I you know I'm probably gonna want. So I just went hard, man, and uh, tackled my you know people that reached out for inquiries. I kind of hit them up, then I ended up booking since I knew I was going to the Masters. I done booked five more gigs, and I got five more deposits. So uh, ready for this trip, I got um, everything I bought. I was brand new with it. You know, I'm like if I'm gonna go to the Masters, it ain't gonna be in nothing I've been. I put on my body before. I so, want the
1: finest of cotton. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I went out and bought new beaters and draws. I I'll got do the same new thing socks. Every time I go home for Thanksgiving, <laughs> I got socks. I got some new shoes. I, I'm debating on wearing the shorts or the slacks because the temperature right now is projected to be mid 40s in the morning and like mid 60s for the day. Okay. So I, you know, sitting watching golf, I'm not exerting myself. I could probably get some khakis off and be comfortable. And a tiger red golf shirt with my with my gray long sleeve golf shirt over it I'm ready to go so i'm I'm excited man i've been uh every opportunity I've gotten I've been talking about it. I was in Dick's picking up my online order <laughs> and I saw this uh grand like a, like a like some grandparents taking their grandchild to get their her first set of golf clubs. Okay. these purple top flight golf club and I'm literally in line next to me I'm like my daughter's showing interest I'm gonna be making that purchase soon. And we started talking golf. And I'm like, yeah, actually, I'm going to the – I'm here buying these shoes. I'm going to the Masters on Thursday. And, like, the whole line, anybody that played golf, I saw, like, five, six people. <laughs> I'm sitting there like – You know, you know, I'm <laughs> just doing my one-two thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, so, I'm just not doing what I do. And talking to everybody, uh, you know, this, the one guy I was telling, talking to him about, he was I went once in the 80s to a practice round. I've been trying to go back every year. He was like, wear comfortable shoes. I was like, that's what I'm here buying. You know? <laughs> I even bought some $15 foot joy socks just because. <laughs> so, so what's the game plan
1: on Thursday, man?
0: Man, so we are really about to have, like, it, the sports fan experience. Like, it's really about to be an amazing thing. Like, our my, my cousin is just as devoted to golf as I am. So how you would maybe get up for if you were invited to a Syracuse practice Woo. Or if you were to get to go to a Pittsburgh, you know, practice day, like you would be, you know, the night before Christmas Eve type of yeah. feeling, you know. So we are really um, the uh, uh, we're we're staying at a at a very convenient place. Hey, so we are gonna have uh you know we're gonna have the ability to get there. We're gonna leave early. I think they open at eight and they close at seven or eight, basically sunrise sunset. Mm-hmm. Um, we plan on getting in line. I would hope. An hour or two earlier, so probably about six. Uh, be in line to get in. Our first goal is to get our chairs where we want them. So twelve for those that that don't watch the Masters. Eleven, twelve, and thirteen. Excuse me. It's called a man corner. It's a lot of you know. A lot of tournaments have been won or lost. It's a par four, a par three, and a par five. A lot of tournaments been won or lost in that in those holes. Um, so twelve is the par three. So we can sit they their team off on the par three, but you get to see them come in on 11 and putt on 11. Okay. You see them tee off on and play 12, and then 13, you can watch them tee off and head out 13. So it's a kind of spot where you can see two or three holes, and, you know, it's just a popular place. So that's our first goal is to get our chairs there, get set up. We're going to tackle the merchandise tent, get all that stuff done. And then literally, man, it's an adult Disneyland after that. You know, the, the menus – Whole, the entire breakfast menu consists of a breakfast sandwich, a, a muffin, fruit, and coffee, and that entire price is four dollars and fifty cents. You know they pride themselves on being uh, in the 1970s as far as prices. goes. So basically, goes. not
1: like the airport <laughs> at all. <laughs> no,
0: nothing, only nothing costs more than five dollars.
1: Fucking airport, man. So yeah,
0: we uh, ten dollars, make uh, chicken. I'm gonna have a stack of Masters cups full of beer that I done drunk all day. I'm gonna sit around and watch literally the best golfers in the world on the best golf course in the world play golf in a major and I'm gonna be there. So that's dope, man. Yeah. That's dope am that a is, golf guy. Only thing that sucks is uh their privacy rules. They don't allow any type of technology on their cor- on on the ground. So like mm. I won't c- have a phone to take pictures. I won't, you know, it'd be it'll be a whole bunch of stories. Unless I go get in the three-hour line to take that one picture in front of the clubhouse that everybody's waiting to, you know, take that one picture of. So I might do that just because it's, the, you know, when will I ever be back? Right. But I'm I more so want the merchandise and uh, that merch, and the experience, man. Just to, you know, you watch that anybody that plays golf and loves it, you watch that sport, you watch that tournament. You know, when Tiger was in the, in the in the first round of being great, you know, Tiger really captured a lot of different people that that that. Flock to the sport, yeah, and I was one of them, man. And it just to know that I'm going to the Masters and know that I've seen enough golf there to where I'll be able to say, "Oh, this is where someone hit that one shot, or this is where so and so did that," or you know. I'm just So, who is your
1: pick to win it, man? Are you going with your heart? Of course, ah, this guy. But you... I got three picks. I'm
0: Will giving, you be I'm placing
1: you a killer cab
0: wager? Already, already <laughs> locked in. I got my uh, twenty dollar uh, first place million DraftKings lineup set. I'm 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 I got a few bets here and there. I got Tiger. I got Ricky Fowler, or I got Justin Thomas. Okay. Those are my three picks. Um, I really don't think. I I think Tiger has enough. If he can get his driver, that's the one thing that's been messing him up is his driver. If he can get that just under control, and he in the hunt on Sunday. That, that Tiger Red going to come out, I'm telling you, you're going to put that fear in them. So I'm just excited to really be able to be, like, you know, watching it at home on Sunday, and I was there Thursday. I wonder, do you know if, like, they got, like, parties down there? Like, like. Well, they. they so like it like, starts today.
1: So, okay, so, like, the tournament is Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Right. So, like, I'm thinking, like, obviously not for the golfers, but, like. So, all right. All right. So. Thursday and Friday are the first round?
0: First and second round. First
1: and second round. Yeah. So when is the cut thing?
0: After Friday. Okay. So Thursday, they play the first round. Friday, so like if you, let's say your tea time was at nine in the morning on mm-hmm. Thursday. You play nine in the morning Thursday. Your tea time Friday won't be until the afternoon. You're either mm-hmm. going to have a morning afternoon or afternoon morning right. Thursday, Friday. After those two rounds, uh, you know, the, some tournaments have a ten-shot rule. If, if the leader is at minus ten, the cut will be no no okay. greater than even. You know, than zero. So, um, it just depend on the tournament. But for this, uh, Tiger again changed some of those rules because he won the matches by like thirteen strokes one year, and it changed to how they 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 made the course longer. They made certain holes longer, all that stuff. But after the two days, you had the cut, and then Saturday and Sunday is uh, Saturday is like the moving day where you can really you know try to move up the leaderboard and get a position to where either you're winning or close to the lead come Sunday because Sunday it can happen with the you know emotions, the inner, the, the nervousness, the whatever you can hit a couple of bad shots and get right. down on yourself for the next 16 holes. So a lot of a lot of tournaments can can be lost. So much I'm thinking like all right, so on cut day you don't make the cut.
1: I'm sure. At the local pub, no, right there on the
0: course. That's it's, that's it's trap or die. It's yeah, you, going down. <laughs> we 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 playing some
1: Jeezy. We playing
0: some when, calling an oat, something. <laughs> One thing that made me that made me like put it in perspective for me was Maybe we're talking about millionaires who who don't make the cut. Okay, so they're there and. They're at a place where they don't have to worry about being photoed right. with that beer or that shot, you know, out the out the belly button of the of the bartender. You know, they like they can wild out, be comfortable with themselves, and and I know I've read stories where you know like inside the you know the they have like a dinner for the champions, all the winners that have won the tournament are invited to a dinner on Wednesday, mm. and that's a party. You know, like they just kind of. It, it goes down on Augusta. From,
1: from. I, I'm sure it does, yeah. man. I'm sure it does. I'm excited, though, man. That's super dope, man. Uh, to, well, not tonight. Tomorrow. Yeah. March Madness comes to an end. NCAA it's championship. It's been a crazy tournament again, as yeah, always. Yeah, brackets busted. Yeah. Uh, definitely. <laughs> but long time uh, ago. Michigan, Villanova. Yeah. Monday night, nine o'clock. Who you got? Who's going to
0: walk away with the chip? If Villanova hit 18-3s again, <laughs> it's going to be Villanova. But Michigan got some, you know, people from Ohio have a hard time saying anything about Michigan. Right. Or even, or even like, speaking just just truth. You know, and they got a big man that can, that can, that can pull up. Mo Wagner. <laughs> the the German, the big German kid. So I, I think it'll be, you know, it'll be a good one. But I think Villanova is going to, Villanova got a chance to get two of the last three.
1: Man, I'm going to say it <laughs> like this, man. They're going to need another game. Michigan will need another game like he had against mm-hmm. uh, in but, the semifinal. Yeah. Final, uh, where he had like, what, 24 and 15. And they was down, what, 10 and a half? Yeah, they was, they was down 10 in the second half but, and they ended like, up winning oh, almost, by 11. Almost they almost pulled had them. it off. They,
0: almost had them. All I can picture was that NC State, you know, Dickie V year <laughs> where the team that wasn't supposed to be there yeah. just keep being there. But <laughs> like
1: you said, man, with – with Nova and all that firepower, man, doing yeah. three balls, man, it's just it, it's it's something crazy, man. I mean, they came out bopping off the rip. It wasn't <laughs> even anything about it. It was just bottoms, bottoms, and tied the record for threes at halftime. Kansas never, <laughs> Kansas never was like in the game, and yeah. I thought that was gonna
0: be a great game. I did too. I I was actually, you know, doing something. I think I was working on that on the mixes but I was trying to catch the second half solid. Yeah. And I and I got on there maybe 15 14 minutes left. I'm like, I just don't feel like it's been been good. No, it <laughs> hasn't, man. Every time like
1: like Kansas will make a 6-0 run, another 3, like boom. Mhm. And yeah, you trimmed off six, but here go three more. Get yeah. that back. And it was just nothing they could really do. And honestly, Brunson from Villanova didn't play that good. Their best player didn't play that well. Yeah. That's why I say So them. you know that's not gonna happen
0: again. Right. Not not two days, not two games in a row. It's gonna be tough for Michigan. I, I got a shout bill. out to uh, Mississippi State and uh Notre Dame. Those were two uh the for the women. Oh those were two great yeah. games. Yeah. I uh my homeboys texted me like you kind about to lose, you know, you hear that. <laughs> yeah, so I caught the last little bit of the uh, regulation and overtime and uh Aaron Lumpkin is a guy from my high school. Mm-hmm. And he's a proud, proud Mississippi State. And uh, he was at, in Columbus, lost his voice screaming when they, you know, they pulled out their, their win. So they got a chance to get the first one in school history up against. Uh, yeah, they played tonight. Yeah, so that's going to be a That's game.
1: the only thing about it, man. Uh, Justin works at the station uh, on our sports station. He hit me up like, yo, I got passes to the women's Final Four. I know you got to work on Friday, but shoot, if you want to go to the game, the championship game on Sunday, let me know. Mm. And sh- think about that, man. That's I mean, this in Columbus exactly, for good exactly. sakes, man. Exactly. And it's like, ah! It's like, even on Friday, Wolfie was in the building for the Notre Dame buzzer beater. Exactly. Ah, Kobe was in the building. <laughs> I'm not even
0: a Kobe fan, but shit, to be in the building with Kobe Bryant, that'd be pretty cool. Man, that one girl, she got the little handshake and I, I just shook Kobe's hand.
1: <laughs> and beat UConn. I mean, think about it like this. The back-to-back years, UConn hasn't won a championship. That's, like, crazy, right? Yeah. Like, they have, like, these, they're basically, like, 40-0 all year long and lose one game and then boom. I heard no some crazy stat. I don't.
0: I don't want to. I don't want to misquote it, but it was something to the to the sense of like they're like zero and seven or some kind of a crazy number in like overtime. Yeah. And they've they've lost like like big games here recently. Yeah. 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 It's just like, like
1: the, the um. That obviously last year mm-hmm. they lost to Mississippi State. The one girl went freaking crazy, dropped like thirty-five points. Mm-hmm. And then last uh, game they just lost to Notre Dame, their uh, old Big East rival. So that's
0: and they was all, they was down five with a little bit. Oh of time Oh my left. goodness! That's because that's why I turned it on.
1: <laughs> like because it was on at the club. I mm-hmm. was like, well, you know, it's UConn. They're gonna pull away. They exactly. Gonna. And then every they, day like down five. Get the bucket and uh, then steal. And then actually, they, 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 they could have won the fucking game in regulation.
0: The, the, in overtime, too. So the long pass. Yeah. She had it right there, the little bunny off the glass. She just, just that one second in her mind and uh, yeah, threw it, yeah, up a little to get it off
1: quick. Yeah, man. That's some, some, some good entertaining games, basketball. And, that, and that's the thing about it, man. That, I think that's like one of the biggest things about women's basketball is the UConn is so dominant that you don't watch their games. Like, because I, I watched when they played. Um, South Carolina mm-hmm. and the one girl, Asia Wilson, who yeah. is a monster. Yeah, uh, women's basketball player of the year. She's a dog. She's gonna be the first pick in the WNBA draft. But even she couldn't carry her team within 30 points of UConn. Yeah, and she dropped 25 and 11. And <laughs> I did my part. Where y'all at? Exactly. So, but you need a total team effort. You need somebody yeah. to go crazy, have a career game like the one girl did from Mississippi State last mm-hmm. year, and everybody else to do their part. And those if you know when UConn's gonna be in a close game, that's the one you wanna watch.
0: Yeah. But you just don't know. Exactly. You just
1: don't know because they, most of the time they beating the shit yeah. out of people.
0: In four years of a, you know, a freshman and a senior, most of the people with single digit losses that yeah. at worst. <laughs> you know? That's crazy.
1: Man, crazy. love it, love it, man. Well that's that's ninety-nine of them. Next
0: week, man, 100 episodes
1: of You Can't Make This Up podcast. What you know about that, man? Cab Nash. DJ Killer Cam. We out till next week. Peace. Gates is moving science.